Hey guys, it's March, and you're listening to Hola Bichola. Hola Bichola. Casa de Dragon. Episode 7 of Casa the Dragon, where we recap House of the Dragon on HBO Max. And I'm your host, March. <laughs> so, um, yeah, what an episode. I mean, I mean, I mean, all the means, you know, like, there's so many conversations that have, you know, have happened regarding this episode. There was It's Too Dark, once again. Mr. S is out here directing in the day with wanting to give us Twilight, which we don't need you to give us Twilight. Just give us a day shoot or shoot the interior. That's it. We don't have to overcomplicate this. But nonetheless, very dark episode, at least for the first half of the episode. Also a very quiet episode and yet loud at the same time. How does he do that? So dual you know, in this moment where it's, they're speaking, but they're also speaking so loudly. I don't know how he does it. (laughs) Anyway, guys, uh, yeah, I've seen the episode like at least three or four times this week. Um, just because I really enjoyed the episode. I found myself mostly, I'm on House of the Dragon, team I'm not on anybody else's side I'm not siding with the Targaryens I'm not siding with the Greens I'm literally just siding with the House of the Dragon I'm enjoying this season so much and I felt like this episode was such an example of why you think you're you know well you know what let's just get right into the episode because I I can just go on and on and off on tangents but yeah let's just get right into the episode so we open up with the funeral and at the funeral Everyone's giving each other looks. And it's a look to the left, a look to the right. Your left, my right. <laughs> but they're giving just like each other these just quiet, but like very strong looks to say, we're all in this place and none of us want to be here, but we're here to honor this woman who we've all barely knew. But because this is our duty, these are the houses that we've like pledged and married into, we have to sit here and stand with one another, even though we can't stand each other. And Allison is just giving the most disgusted looks over at Renera. And Renera is looking longingly over to her uncle Damon. And then you have the king who's wondering, where is Emma? And then we have the children, which honestly, I know this was a children-heavy episode, but I really loved like the cousins, in particular Damon and Renera's kids, just you know finding comfort with each other and standing together against you know the other Targaryens. But again, we'll get into that. So yeah, we have like the children, we have all of these other kind of random people looking around everyone kind of giving glances at each other and one of the things I was wondering was like okay yes it looked really windy but why wasn't there just like a nice fire in the middle somewhere where they can all just kind of gather at you know and maybe create some sort of you know tack or system that prevented the windiness from burning the fire out 
because I could tell that there was a bunch of candles on like the edges you know of some of these places there was like a lot of like burnt wax but like the can none of the candles were lit and this space could have really used some warmth but I get I kind of feel like well maybe the whole point was like he wanted to really make it cold just because of everyone was so cold towards one another which like yeah okay but like it's really cold and I really want some fire so if you could just warm up this place that would be great thank you and so now we're seeing um Laris staring off at Allison and he's like he just cannot wait to get that look back of acceptance and desire and not like a desire in a sexual way but like a desire for like what's the next unhinged thing I can do for you like like a madman like a psycho like a killer you know like someone who's just not totally there you know um and one of the things that really kind of I didn't know how to I didn't know how to like understand this I don't want to say internalize it because it's not for like me to break down but break down within myself (laughs) but like I didn't know how to understand Damon's lack of mourning or at least lack of appearing of mourning he just seemed so annoyed to be there in general and you know being cold to everyone including his children who are mourning you know what I mean these children are mourning they are so sad and they're just so alone and like the very thing that he could have done at the very least was just kind of like be there and he's just so I don't know Targaryen I guess and so you know there was a there was a couple of moments here that were a little bit unhinged in particular was um sir lord corliss who runs up to Lenor's concubine and he's basically like go get your man this is embarrassing and i'm thinking why is it embarrassing he's literally mourning his sister the man can't mourn in the water with where y'all are from or come from like i don't understand what's wrong with that if any of you know please let me know oh another thing i actually started listening to fire and blood on audible not sponsored but sponsor me audible um i started listening to it and i'm really enjoying it and it's quite nice because even though i'm not at the place where we are right now at the house of the dragon i'm enjoying listening just to some of the connections and the references they've made in this episode and in previous episodes with the history of like where I'm at like right now I think I'm like in like I think I'm like in 50 AC and this one takes place at least like 130 140 AC so yeah it's been quite fun and now we're with Lord Corliss and Rainus and they're basically talking plainly about how this house should belong to this this all of this land should belong to Bela's kid or Lena's kids because they're the true bloodline of Corlys the Valarians and Rhaenyra's kids are not 
And he's basically saying, you know, the big trailer comment, the big trailer like talking point where he's saying, history does not remember blood, it remembers names. And I actually thought this scene was going to be about something different, a little bit like it was going to be about a war that they were going to start or maybe a takeover. But this is kind of the same thing a little bit. You know, I, I, it is true that history does remember names and it doesn't remember bloodlines. Um, and so in this moment, it, it felt so much more thinking ahead of the the you know your children's 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 like needs is to say that like you know what's to say that the kids are going to want to like you know own the throne or be on the throne or you know do they you're almost like not even giving them an option which again you know I understand that like there needs to be a king because if not then it would be a civil war all the time but this moment just kind of felt a little like okay, Corliss, like, yeah, this is all for you and not for Ray or for Rayness. Um, and so now we're, now we're with uh, Rhaenyra and her uncle, Damon, or Paimon. And they're basically like, you know, talking about how she was bored and Strong kept her company and her and Laner did try and Damon's kind of like, I've never been more uninterested in what's been going on in your life, but I'm going to listen, right? Because this is what I'm supposed to do. I, I almost kind of feel like Damon is like, you know, I know he's also an agent of chaos, but I feel like he's kind of just like I don't know a little passionless pursuitless he just doesn't want to pursue anything he's being driven by everyone else around him like he's on the passenger side in his life it's kind of how I feel about Damon right now like at least in these last 10 years I mean before when he was at the step zones well that's a different Damon I don't know who this Damon is he just feels lacking in life and you know I get it things didn't go his way but like I don't know he just kind of seemed a little like meh like there but not there and now we head into like one of the most beautiful scenes which at first I didn't know what to think of it right because we have Amond, who we know is kind of like quiet introverted maybe even quite shy and but it, it's it, it's more of that he just hasn't really found his voice right and we see him deciding to take on I think it's Vagar the dragon and he he decides that well I'm gonna ride this damn dragon and there and they are is just gonna have to deal with it and every so is everybody else so I honestly sometimes I just say I get chills when I see this moment just cause to see this little tiny person this little like 10 year old kid maybe maybe 13 prepubescent kid ride one of the largest dragons of this time is insane absolutely insane and he gets up on there and you think he isn't gonna make it 
but obviously he does. And he's just riding through the actual night sky <laughs> with his beautiful dragon. And he, the Vagar is just like spreading its wings and just playing with the water. And it just felt like such a ride. Like I wouldn't necessarily want to ride a dragon, but I would want to ride a dragon. Do you know what I mean? And you know, I thought about how exhilarating it must have felt for him to take this on and then walk into the walk and walking back into the drift driftwood castle and just be so proud of himself to only have his other cousins come in like brother cousins, nephews, no nephews, nephew, half brother. No, you know, this is, shouldn't be this hard. I think they're just like nephews. And, you know, they're engaging. And so, like, this scene in particular was just insane. Like, these kids are just just fighting with, like, stones and sand and literally knocking each other out. And mind you, like, I get it. We've all been there, especially when we grew up with, like, a lot of our cousins. You just get into fistfights with them. And literally anybody gets it. There is no you're a girl, I'm a boy, like, we have, like, I'm gonna, like, not hit you because you're a girl, or I'm not gonna hit you because you're a boy, and you're gonna hit me harder, like, you, you take blows, you go in there, (laughs) and, um, I thought that was pretty tight, honestly, that they were just, like, not afraid to, like, fight one another, especially because Amon was being an absolute dickhead, but at the same time, I get it, like, He just got off of riding like the biggest dragon of this time, which he stole. But, you know, you have to own the dragon. Lena said it. And then you want to kind of like boost and show it off only to like, you know, have these other younger rugrats come in and just try to like steal your thunder. Like, I get it. It sucks. But like, it didn't have to go for blows. But at the end of the day, it was still pretty deserving because now... Amon has one eye. He got one eye. But it was still pretty good. I mean, obviously, I don't condone violence whatsoever. But this this violence felt necessary. Especially because it absolutely brings out the most, you know, the most difficult thing that can happen when you're a parent and you're your parent and you have siblings or you have you know cousins or in-laws and everybody has kids and so you know everyone I feel like is always kind of walking like a thin line between like when is this gonna get crazy when is it not you know because like cousins are just gonna row they just are it's just like a thing that happens I guess in my experience, it's just a thing that happens with cousins. Like, you know, everyone's growing up, everyone's going through puberty, and especially if everyone's around similar ages, it just has a tendency to happen. And, you know, I just know that it can just be really hard to, you know, navigate conversations about, like, violence in particular when other people, especially you're dealing with, like, other adults who maybe... (laughs) 
aren't easy to have these kind of conversations with or whatever other things are kind of like holding on to you. And so that kind of comes through a lot, especially with Allison, right? Because it was Renera's kids that, you know, it was Jace who cut up Amond. And so it comes through a lot when Allison's kind of like, you feel entitled to like my kid's eye. You feel entitled to everything. And so all of this jealousy and hate that she's had towards Renera because Renera has just been like living her own life and hasn't had to sacrifice in a sense much in the way that Allison has, you know, especially because they were peers as they, you know, they were best friends before Allison got married off to the king, you know. We have Renera who didn't necessarily want to be married to Lenor and, you know, did her duty, but was still out there frolicking with whomever she wanted and didn't necessarily, you know, appease and tried to be righteous and like sacrificial in any way. She was just kind of like, I'm going to put up appearances, but like, I'm going to still do me, you know. I could see why Allison's like very jealous and upset about that, you know, because Allison's like, I've done everything I've supposed to do and you still get away with doing whatever you want. It's like, again, Allison, you really could have done those things. No one stopped you. You really could have. Y'all could have been two girls around the castle, just like getting on with whoever you wanted and the king wouldn't have said anything. I think he would have understood like it just makes sense he he thinks you're emma anyway it wouldn't matter it wouldn't matter at all so um you know uh rewind a little bit because i obviously skipped over one of the biggest parts of the friggin show which is damon and renera hooking up that's all i'm gonna say about it so now <laughs> and so fast forward back to being in the hall and, um, you know, I think it's interesting that when you are defending your bloodline and when you are defending your children, you know, it, it all comes out. It all finally comes out. And I think this is a great moment for the both of them because it really allows them to move forward and really behave themselves in their truest sense with one another, you know, not behaving in a way where they're just keeping up appearances they really are putting themselves as they want to present with each other and we needed to lose an eye in order to you know get the story to keep on going and then we find ourselves with Allison and her dad and she's basically telling her dad that like I know I messed up I fucked everything up I showed how crazy I actually am and how I really can't like keep it together and her dad's like I've never seen anything like this from you before I am so happy it's there because now I know you really really want to win this and we can absolutely win this together and I was kind of like what do you mean we can absolutely win this together all of a sudden we're we honestly Otto like that really annoyed me because I just thought like we She's the one that's had to do every little thing, put up with everything. And now all of a sudden it's a we thing? What, you've been gone for 10 years and now it's a we thing? Sir, it is an Allison thing. This is Allison's game. And you're her hand now. You're not daddy. You're her hand. 
know your place. Then there's a couple of moments here where it's, you know, Lenore talking to Rhaenyra, who's getting stitched up. And I haven't heard anyone say this, but like, where is baby Joffrey? He is nowhere to be seen. This entire episode, where is baby Joffrey? Actually, maybe the last, no, was it the last two? No, even the last episode, I didn't see baby Joffrey, but where is he now? Maybe did he stay back at King's Landing? Cause like, or maybe at Dragonstone? Because I just feel like he's just like the forgotten baby. <laughs> Third baby, forgotten baby. I mean, it happens, you know. There's just too many to keep up with. One of y'all's gonna get forgotten. <laughs> but we have, you know, Rhaenyra and Lainor, and they're talking about how, you know, Lainor wants to recommit and yada, 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 because he's been gone so long. And Rhaenyra's like, Sure thing, babe, but I'm going to kill you now because I can't rule with you by my side. Um, you're just not enough and you'll never be enough. So I'm going to kill you. And so then we find ourselves with Lenor and Coral. Is it Coral? Coral. No, that's what he was doing with Coral. He was quarreling with Coral. Lenor was quarreling with Quarrel. And, you know, the scene soon after that, it's basically Lenor is dead and he's gone. And it's like, okay, well, that was pretty quick. And then we find ourselves with, you know, Rhaenyra and her uncle, Paimon. And they're basically saying how, like, let everybody think that you killed or suspected that we killed Lenor because that's we would want them to fear us. We don't necessarily have to admit to anything, but at the very least, if, even if they think it, they will fear it. And um, yeah, I thought they were really two crazy Targaryens. And at the very least, they're not brother and sister, they're uncle and niece. And there's a huge age gap. And I'm still, I'm like, I get it. Like, not that I get it, obviously. I mean, based off the book and based off of history, this history, um, this isn't like that off the wall, these two and their relationship. It's just not necessarily something I thought I would have to be talking about. You know what I mean? I didn't necessarily think like, but I guess we got to get one in. And if the Lannisters from Game of Thrones were the incestuous bunch, at the very least, there's a one-off here. So it's not that bad. It's just off-putting. But still, these two are just kind of like, yeah, we'll just like rule together. And again, I felt like, Paymon, uh, I, don't, I don't even know if I can call you Paymon anymore. I don't really think you're like an arbiter of chaos. You are just hanging on a thread I, I don't really think you're I, I just don't see the fire within you maybe the next episode but I, I don't see it within you now so now Laner gonna die and Laner is dead and he gone gone because he's burning because we see his body and his necklace and his weirdly lanky tall body just sprawled out and oh my god I 
shed a couple of tears because I felt Renaris's pain. It really felt like she just lost her son. I mean, she did just lose her son, but I mean, like, the actress, like, ugh. Uh, I really hope they win awards with this one because, oh, my God. And um, then... I don't know how much time has passed because, you know, they like to do that thing where they just cut through time and, you know, travel and who knows how long it took him to travel. But now, Renaris and Damon are in their wedding ceremony and they're kissing each other lovingly and binding together by blood and maybe by some fire in the background. Um... And the kids are just like, ew, gross, what? And, you know, that's right, kids, ew, gross, what? Because sometimes you just don't know what to make of a situation. And all you can say is, ew, gross, what? And, yeah, then they're just kissing and making out and spilling their blood while their lips were being split by obsidian stone which it looked quite nice i actually have an obsidian stone um gua sha tool for my face and um then we get the huge reveal that laner ain't dead and i thought oh she is our queer queen. She protects queer lives and sets them free. Oh, Renera, you will be a great queen. And I hope that is a direction we are heading into. But man, it's been such a like, you know, great season. These great, these episodes have been just so fantastic. I've enjoyed, you know, Casa the Dragon. I've enjoyed recapping it. I've enjoyed just, you know, taking it all in I I really feel like they're all they're really giving it giving it their all I'm giving it their all to the point that we almost can't even see it but it works you know adjust a little bit of the settings maybe get some blackout things maybe some blackout curtains turn off the lights but it's working for me and yeah I mean you know I don't know what else there is to say right now that I haven't really covered or at least I've covered my favorite parts but um, what did you guys think of this episode? I mean, I know there was probably everything that could have possibly been said has been said. But anyway, I still think, let me know. I, it's it's just been so good. Are you enjoying the season? Are you enjoying our time together? Are you enjoying the actors, the time jumps? So, uh, yeah. I mean, if you guys have any questions or comments, you know where to find me. Hit me up on hbxpod at gmail, or you can find me on hbxpod on Instagram and Hola Wichola on TikTok.